0: Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Good morning, everyone. The Reverend Jake Welcome Slutton. to worship
1: today. It's wonderful to be back with you all uh, here in God's house to worship and to receive his gifts of word and sacrament. I'm going to uh, talk a little bit more um, just very briefly about the convention last week in Tampa. I'll do so over at the voters meeting uh, when that, when that time comes. Rest assured, it was long and arduous, and, um, but those things happen, and so you just sort of have to get, to get through it, but uh, I will be making just a very short report about that uh, when we get over for the voters' meeting. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize or somebody that you haven't seen for a while, please go say Hi. <laughs>
0: Rev. Jake Sletton will be delivering today's message. Assisting in the worship service is Lay Minister Bruce Sletton, Organist Mrs. Susan Senegar <clears throat> and Acolyte Sadie Bennett and Danika Yelene. Today's order of service at trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stonesbury, and dedicated to the glory of God. We will have a baptism today, and the order of service the baptism, hang on a second, is uh, 268. That will come after the first hymn. We May God bless us as we worship together.
1: you are taking your seats. Uh, today is also a very special Sunday. No, not because we have a voters meeting, uh, but because McKenna uh, will become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father right before our very eyes, and we are so very excited for, uh, for Monica and for Nick and their family uh, as we have the opportunity to do that. She is ready to go. She ha- ha- I can just tell. She is, just, she is ready to go. So why don't we uh, begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you, Lord, that we are called to be here, called not by any other name but the name of Jesus. Uh, It is in his name that we are saved. It is in his name that we rejoice. Uh, And so, Lord, now we ask that as we worship you here, in his name, give us a zeal for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand.
2: I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, Almighty God, merciful Father, I, I abhor.
1: He has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: The opening hymn is Father Welcomes. M605 M605
1: We'll be following the order of holy baptism, you'll find it on your hymnal, oh sorry, please be seated. We'll be following the order of holy baptism, you'll find it in your hymnal on page 268. And at this time, I would like to invite uh, any of the young disciples who are here today to come forward and have a seat on the steps right here uh, to witness this miracle uh, up close and personal. So all of the young disciples, if you would like to come up and have a seat right here, uh, you can come and see this up close. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Paul has written, baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atone for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child made? McKenna Suzanne Curl, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified.
2: Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, Yet led your people, Israel, through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold McKenna according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood, all sin in her, which has been inherited from Adam, and which her herself has committed sins; would be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope. Set with all believers in your promise, she will be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. And the evangelical Lutheran church sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction, and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ, and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve McKenna as sponsors in the Christian faith? If so, say yes with the help of God. God enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them, but when Jesus saw it, He was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the
1: word of the Lord. And together, as one body of faith in Christ, we pray the prayer together that our Lord gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Since McKenna cannot answer these questions for herself, we will together as her family, as her church family, answer these questions for her on her behalf. McKenna, do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Yes. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Yes. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes. And McKenna, do you desire to be baptized? McKenna Suzanne Curl, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to adjust you here, okay? The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthening you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from the foundation of the world. receive to this burning light receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ who is the light of the world and live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming that you might that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of a lamb in his kingdom which has no end amen and let's go before the altar we could get through here, guys, really quick. Let us pray. In holy baptism, God the Father has made you a member of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir with us of all the treasures of of heaven in the one holy Christian and apostolic church. We receive you in Jesus' name as our sister in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim the praises of him, who called him out of His? Who called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light? Amen. And we welcome you in the name of the Lord. McKenna, we're going to go down here, and I'm going to introduce you to all of these wonderful people. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you today. Oh, she's hiding. Don't don't hide. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you today the newest member of God's family, McKenna Suzanne Curl. Will you please welcome her? (laughs) Is it your intention, I now ask you, if it is your intention to aid McKenna's mother and her father, To raise her up to know that Jesus is her Lord and Savior. If this is your intention, then answer by saying, McKenna, we welcome you. And you, McKenna, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Okay, and thank you guys for coming up and you can go back and sit with your folks.
2: Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family to have granted McKenna the new birth and holy baptism, and made her a member of your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore that as she has now become your child, you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name, And finally, with all the saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Peace be with you. Please stand. Call upon me in the day of trouble. With my whole heart I cry, Answer me, O Lord. I, will I call to you, Save me. I, your I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. My eyes are awake before the watches of the night. I Hear my voice according to your steadfast love. O Lord, according you to your steadfast love. Glory be call upon me in the day of trouble. Lord be with you and with let us pray O oh Lord let your merciful ears be attentive to the prayers of your servants and by your word and spirit teach us how to pray that our petitions may be pleasing before you through Jesus Christ your son our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit one God now and forever Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Genesis chapter 18, beginning at the 20th verse. Then the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood before the Lord, and Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom 50 righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of the 50 righteous are lacking. We destroy the whole city for the lack of five. And he said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. Again, he spoke to him and said, suppose 40 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Suppose 30 are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, behold, I've undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. He answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again but once. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. The Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. We continue with the gradual. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Their voice has gone out to all the earth. have the children come forward for the children's message and the mighty might.
0: Children's message today is by Fawn Hansen and is entitled Family.
3: How are you today? Good. I'm so glad there's so many of you here today. Um, I drove home from Texas yesterday. It was a really long drive. And on my way home, I was thinking what I would like to share with you this morning. And what kept coming to my mind was family. And I didn't know that McKenna was being baptized today, but uh, that goes perfect with what I was going to talk about. So, um, how many of you have a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa? Aunts and uncles, babe cousins, big cousins. Families have anywhere from one person can be a family living in a household, right? Or many, many, many. Some families have lots of children. Let me see how many. Maybe five might be our biggest one right now. Um, Some families have one child. Some families are getting ready to have their first baby. Um, So families are any shape, size, form, or fashion, correct? Families, they're very, very important to us. Um, Everybody has a family. Families look all different. Families aren't exactly the same. Do we all look the same? We don't look all the same either. So I wanted to tell you about when um, there's another kind of a family that you need to be aware of and think about. You guys are very blessed. Look at all your family members that you have here. You have lots of family. You have family for generations and generations. That's going to make me cry. You have family. When I came here, our kids did not have family in Missouri. We have family in Iowa and Illinois and California and different places, but we did not have family in Missouri. So you all, besides your families, who get together and have lots of fun and do things together, go to school together, go to church together and do all those things, you have another kind of family. Do you know what kind of family that is? Family... Our church family, right? Our family of God. We are baptized into the family of God, right? So we have our uh, church family. They're all a part of our family. When my kids were here growing up, they had the extra grandmas and grandpas who loved them, they had the extra aunts and uncles, and she, our kids grew up with your cousins, they grew up with their church family. And some extra moms and dads, too. I would tell you that my kids have some extra moms and dads out there besides. So our church family is very important to us as well. Does our church family love us the same as our families at home? Maybe not the same, but you know they love us just as much. They love to watch you grow up. They love to to watch you come to church. They love to come to see you at school. They love to be part of you and your family. So that's something I just kind of wanted to bring up that you, when you're thinking about your family and all those that love you, don't forget your church family who loves you as well. Jesus told us to do something very important. What did he tell us to do? Cordell? Sure, he did. Go make disciples of all nations. But before we can do that, he told us to do something with our families and our friends and everybody.
4: Get baptized. Get baptized.
3: Yes, get baptized, but what about love? Are we supposed to hate our friends and families? No, we're supposed to love our friends and families. And sometimes friends and families might say something that hurts each other, their feelings, or maybe brothers hit each other or things like that. What else did Jesus tell us to do? Who had me in kindergarten? What did Jesus tell us to do? Sadie? What did Jesus tell us to do? And when we've been wronged, we, oh, forgive each other. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to study on that a little bit more. Forgive each other, right? Jesus came to love us and to do what? Wash away our sins by? Dying on the clock. By dying on the cross for those sins. That's very important. Every day, when we fail, because we're not perfect, right? We can remember that Jesus, that God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to love us and to die on the cross for our sins. Can we pray together? Dear God, thank you so much for my family and our church family. Help me to love them, and them to love me, and most important, to forgive us for our sins. Through Jesus, amen. Thank you, guys.
2: The reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not hidden, you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. We are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem esteem them very highly in love because of their work, be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
1: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on the journey, and I have nothing to set before him? And he will answer from within, do not bother me, the door is now shut. will instead give him a serpent. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the Gospel of our Lord.
0: Rejoice, Rejoice Believers, page 515, Hymn 515.
1: Your Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you would please turn in your hymnals to page... Get it here. 323. You'll find there Luther's small catechism, and what we're going to be doing this morning is going through each of the petitions to the Lord's Prayer. For those of you that just had confirmation class, you should be able to just know it, right, by heart. And for those of you who confirmation class was, well, a few days ago, right, um, it'll be a, a good review for you as well. So that's page 323 in your hymnal. Please have that. In front of you. What a lot of people don't seem to understand, and that goes for all of us and myself included, is that when God gave the Ten Commandments, and yes, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer, but for right now, we're just going to talk about the Ten Commandments. When God gave the Ten Commandments, I'm sure that at that time, not only did the Israelite people and us today, we look at the Ten Commandments and we see them simply as a list of rules to follow. And if we don't, the condemnation of hell is after us. Except, of course, now because of Christ, we know that not to be the case, because God, because, because God in Christ has kept those Ten Commandments for us. And maybe it's because many of us have seen the Charlton Heston version of the Ten Commandments. You know, he, he goes up up there, a good-looking Moses, by the way, right? So he goes up, up there, and he gets these Ten Commandments from God, and we sort of see this entire thing. God, in his, in his booming voice, has given these rules, these regulations and guidelines for his people. And I think what is lost on that scene in the movie and what is lost on us here today is that God gave the Ten Commandments as a gift. Yes, they are rules, and yes, they are the regulations by which we follow. But in actual fact, God gave the Ten Commandments as a gift. Because he knew that his people did not really know as what was happening at the bottom of the mountain and as it happens here today, he knew that his people didn't really know what it meant to be God's people. And he knew that his people didn't really completely understand what you had to do every single day in order to be considered a child of God. And so in order to help them do that, since the fall ruined all of that harmony between man and God, God then gives the Ten Commandments. And he says here, This is how you are supposed to live as my people. But we see them so oftentimes as that which is just sort of hanging over our heads and God is waiting to pull the rug out from underneath us and saying, ha, see, you weren't able to do it. But God gives us the Ten Commandments as a gift. And in Christ... Because of his perfect obedience to the law, he gives us his perfect righteousness. We actually, believe it or not, just witnessed it here this this morning. McKenna was born as a sinful person, just like you and I are. But because of Christ, because of his death on the cross, because of his empty tomb, what happens here when people become a baptized child of the Heavenly Father that a glorious exchange occurs. And so when the water was poured over her head three different times, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Right before our eyes, a glorious exchange occurred. And Christ took all of her sin, all of her brokenness, and placed it on Himself. And instead... She gets his perfect righteousness. Another wonderful and fantastic reason for why we baptize babies because did McKenna have any choice in the matter that she was going to come up here and get baptized today and get that glorious exchange? Well, no. Her parents made that decision for her because they know being called by the gospel themselves to bring her to the font today to baptize her, and that glorious exchange where she gives him her sins. Sorry. He takes her sins from her and instead gives her his wondrous and perfect righteousness. Now, what does all of that have to do with the Lord's Prayer? The Lord's Prayer, and prayer in general, is another gift. Another gift Given to us by our Heavenly Father because He knows that we need it. So oftentimes we look at prayer really in the same way that we look at the Ten Commandments, sort of this thing that is sort of hanging over our heads. It's just one more thing to check off on the daily to do list. And does God command prayer? Why, yes, as a matter of fact, He does. Prayer is not something that is an option for us. It is not something that we do whenever it is convenient, whenever we feel like it, whenever we're having a good day. Prayer is given to us as a command. Notice what Jesus says, or perhaps what he doesn't say, if you look at your gospel lesson. Notice that he doesn't say, when the disciples ask him, Lord, teach us to pray, he doesn't say, well, in your spare time, say it like this. And what he doesn't say is, well, if you feel like it, if you really feel the need to be close to me, then pray like this. No. He simply says, when you pray, say, with no other strings attached. So, you, so for you and I, prayer is a command from God, but a command that is given as a gift. One of the speakers at, this, at the convention that I went to really spoke to this and really spoke very well to this. He said, that, he said that prayer given as a command is really given as gift. And the reason why it is given as gift is because our Lord has an open ear to us any time of the day that we desire. He has an open ear to us and promises to hear us, promises to listen to us, and he also knows that when we pray, and we're going to get there in just a moment, he also knows that when we pray that our defenses against Satan and his power are high and are up. And of course, he wants his people to be protected from the fire arrows of Satan, and so he gives us prayer specifically the Lord's Prayer, as one of the most powerful ways that we can do that. And so let's take a look at the Lord's Prayer, page 323. Notice that at the beginning of that prayer it says this, as the head of the family should teach it in a simple way to his household. And so dads, I'm talking to you here specifically as the head of your household. If your children do not yet know the Lord's Prayer, I mean, I don't think that McKenna would know it quite yet. But if your children who are old enough do not yet know the Lord's Prayer, it is your responsibility, along with your wife, to teach them and to raise them up to know not just prayer, but this particular prayer. And so we'd start with the Introduction. Our Father who art in heaven, let's read the what does this mean together. With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true children, so that with all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children ask their dear father. My kids have this really great way of as soon as I sit down on the chair to ask me for something, and usually it's not, you know, Dad, could you, could you make me a piece of toast? No, it's usually, Dad, can I have some toast? Yes, you may have some toast. So I get up off of the chair, and I make them toast. They're very bold in the way that they ask their Father for whatever it is that they need. In the same way this petition, the introduction, calls us to be bold in, the, in what we ask our Heavenly Father for. We mentioned in a sermon several months ago that when we pray to God for something, that we shouldn't just go to him meekly and say, well, God, if you you wouldn't mind to make me a piece of toast, I would... No! We go to God boldly as dear children of the Heavenly Father and say, God, I am praying to you for this. God, I am asking you for this. And when we pray, and when we pray boldly, the words our Father are really, really, really important. When I was younger, I would pray this prayer every single night, except I would pray at my Father, who art in heaven, because I thought, well, I'm the one praying it. I'm not so much concerned at this particular moment about everybody else. But the reason why we pray, and the reason why Jesus said that we pray our Father, is because not only When we pray this prayer, are we we praying for ourselves? But simultaneously, you are praying for everybody else. When you pray the Lord's Prayer, you are asking God to forgive their sins. You are asking God that hallowed be his name in their lives. You are asking God that his kingdom would come among them. You are asking God that his will would be done. You are asking God to give them their daily bread, and so on and so on. Not only are you praying for yourself, Which you are praying for all believers in Christ. The first petition. Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? Let's read that together. God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word, profanes the name of God among us, protect us from this heavenly Father. In this petition, hallowed be thy name, we are asking God, whose name is holy, whose name is hallowed, whose name is set apart, we are asking God to keep us from living a double life. That's basically what we are asking for in this petition that everybody sees us when we're in church and they see our very best side. And we're friendly, and we're nice, and we're shaking hands, and how you doing? When we go outside of these doors, are we as friendly? Are we as nice? Do we think the same positive thoughts about other people? This petition, and when we ask God to hollow his name, we are asking him to protect us from living a double life. A life that everybody sees here and a life that oftentimes we don't want anybody else to see. So just as God's name is hallowed, just as God's name is holy and set apart, we are praying that God would set us apart as well, that he would make us hallowed and holy as well. The second petition, thy kingdom come, what does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit so that by his grace we believe his Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. McKenna did not know that she was going to be a really great example today. When she was baptized, literally the kingdom of God came to her. Literally the kingdom of God was planted inside her in that seed of faith for which she will eventually grow and get older and then one day she will be tall enough and big enough that she will stand right here and confess before this entire church body the same answers to the same questions questions that each and every one of you answered for her. What a glorious day that that will be as well. The kingdom of God comes even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. The kingdom of God is here this morning in this sanctuary. Not because of the the walls and the ceiling and the Back and the glass behind us. But the kingdom of God is here because God's people are gathered here for one singular purpose to receive the gospel. To receive it spoken to you when I said that your sins were forgiven in the name of Jesus. To be given to you when you receive his very body and blood given for the forgiveness of your sins. And when you saw McKenna become a baptized child, I would be willing to bet that many of you, if not all of you, perhaps you don't remember the day that you were baptized, but you know that you were. And so every time that we make the sign of the cross, it's a simple way that we are reminded that that we too are baptized. That the kingdom of God has come to us and continues daily to come to us as well. The third petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when He breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hollow God's name, Or let his kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die, this is his good and gracious will. Many of us, if not all of us, have prayed this prayer to God before God, what is your will for my life? And the answer to that question from God, from his perspective, is actually very, very simple. God's will for your life, God's will for McKenna's life, God's will for your life is that you would stay in the faith. That you would continue to believe. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would not allow your faith to slowly get smaller and smaller and smaller until there is nothing left. That is God's will for your life. And so when you pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you are praying that the will of God be done, again, not just in your life, but ever, but all of the other believers. You are praying that the will of God would be done in their life as well. Technically, a person could, the only prayer that any of us, you or I, could ever pray, again, is the Lord's Prayer, and that would be fine because it encompasses everything that we need to pray for, and that God commands us as a gift to pray for. The will of God is done in your life every single time that he breaks and hinders every evil plan of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hollow, to make holy God's name. The fourth petition, give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food and drink, clothing and shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, Devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. And so what is daily bread? Everything that we need to support this life today. Everything that we need. We pray to our Heavenly Father that he would give us each day our daily bread. Sometimes it's literally bread, food to eat. But it's also the clothes that we wear, the roof that is over our head, the families that we share. Yes, even the government. God help them. All of of those things are the daily bread that we pray for. And not only do we pray for them, but the reason why we pray for them is because we need them. It does, so let's take, for example, the government. It does none of us any good, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican or Independent or you voted for Mickey Mouse, it doesn't matter. You can write in his name, by the way. It does none of us any good if the government is not working for the benefit of God's will for his people. It does none of us any good. And so that's why we pray for daily bread. That's one reason why we pray that God would give us this day our daily bread. If you are married, a good husband, a good wife, devout husband, devout wife, we pray this prayer, this should be the the prayer that every single married person should pray together every day. Because you are asking God to grant you your daily bread of a fruitful and blessed and peaceful marriage in Christ, that is free from all of the fiery arrows that Satan would try to throw your way. If you are single, the same thing applies. You pray for God's daily bread, for your faith to be strengthened every single day as it is God's will to give you daily bread. The fifth petition, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Let's let's read the what does this mean together. We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. So we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. Let me put this as clearly as I possibly can. If you are withholding forgiveness from someone because of a sin that they have committed against you, whether it be yesterday or two years ago or five years ago or ten years ago, if you are withholding forgiveness in your heart, stop. And think about this you were forgiven infinitely more by Christ. And so, in the same way that you have been forgiven, Forgive one another. Jesus has a a really great explanation of this in the gospels. He says first take the log that is in take, take the log out that is in your eye before you start concerning yourself with the speck that is in your neighbor's eye. I mean I can't put it any better than any better than that. And so we forgive. And we ask God the power and the ability to do that because again, as sinful people, we, we have a difficult time with stuff like this, especially if the hurt goes very, very deep. But remember that you have been forgiven too. And remember that all sins, every single sin, has been covered the blood of Christ. At the convention this past week, one of the pastors who was speaking said this, and I thought that it was brilliant. It is really hard, he said, to be angry with somebody that you are praying for. It is really hard to be angry with somebody that you are praying for. The sixth petition, and lead us not into temptation, let's read the meaning together. God tempts no one. We pray in this petition that God would guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory and lead us not into temptation. Remember that God tempts no one. It is not God's desire at all that any of his children, you or I, or the ones outside of these walls, it is not God's desire at all that his children would sin. It is also not God's desire that the resulting consequence of sin, which is death, would befall his children. And that's why he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die the death that they should have died, that you and I should have died. And yet, we know that temptation occurs. We also know that none of us, by ourselves, are powerful enough to resist all of them. And so we pray God's help. This could also be sort of part of our daily bread. The things that we need to support this body and life keep us from temptation, Lord. Keep us from sin that so easily plagues us. False belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. The seventh petition, but deliver us from evil. And and what does this mean? And we read that together. We pray in this petition in summary that our Father in heaven would rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation. And finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. Be assured today that for each and every one of you, whether this is your first time in church in a while, whether this is your first time in church at all, or if you have been coming to church your entire life, be assured of this today. That even though you and I don't always receive our daily bread, that even though you and I daily succumb to our sinful flesh, that even though you and I daily forget that the Ten Commandments are a gift from God, and that even though you and I forget that prayer, specifically His prayer, the Lord's prayer, is a gift from God, and even though that you and I, as soon as we go outside of these doors, will face the same temptations and the same trials and Difficulties that were with us when we came in. Be assured that the Lord of hosts, that God Almighty, that God who is with us, Emmanuel Jesus Christ, has won the victory. Has won the victory for you. And so, as Luther famously said, whenever Satan comes to you and he throws your sins in your face, you can tell him very plainly, and very simply, and very boldly, I have one who has made satisfaction for my sins. You can tell him very simply, and very plainly, and very boldly, I am baptized into Christ. And there is nothing, there is nothing that you, Satan, can do, there is nothing that this world can ever possibly do that will ever separate me from the love of God that is found in me jesus and so my prayer for you is that whenever you pray this prayer one that you would pray it regularly and number two that you would always be reminded that god in his son jesus has won the victory over sin and death and the power of satan for you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen We stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. <coughs> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, Please be seated. At this time we will gather our tithes and offerings and the pew that you are in is a red sign in book and whether you are a member or a guest with us, please fill that out uh, so that we would know that you were here to worship with us. If you are a guest uh, if you would leave us either your number or address for a way that we might be able to to reach you so that we can thank you for coming to worship with us today we uh, we would very much appreciate that. We collect our tithes and offerings.
0: The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The broadcast is made possible by donations no to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. The quarterly in gathering of Food for the Needy is being held today with distribution shortly after. If you know of a family in need please contact the church office or the Board of Evangelists. Your generous food offerings and donations are greatly appreciated. The Trinity Choir will begin rehearsals for the coming choir season starting August 7th at 6.30 p.m. We meet every first and third Wednesdays of the month, so come and join the fun. New members are always welcome. The LWML Salad Supper will be held Thursday, August 1st at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. It's Thursday, August 1st at 6 p.m. All ladies of the congregation are invited. Mr. Bruce Sutton will share his experiences of serving Christ as a lay minister. Bring a salad and plan to attend. It's going to be a first aid CPR class. It will be offered at Trinity Lutheran School on August 14th from 8:30 to 2:30. The cost is $55, and a pizza lunch will be included. You need to reply by August 1 to Amanda Minnie. Again, that's a CPR class on August 14th. A men's Bible study begins at 8 8 a.m. every Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week. For more information, contact the church office. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
2: Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Keep us mindful of the importance and the need for prayer at all times. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the sick those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. lift up all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Dodson, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob Curtit, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Bobby Elaneck, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Deborah, Joe, Phil, Louise, Ruth, Loetta, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Naust, who is recovering from a stroke, Glenn Clybaker who will be having surgery on august first. All of these, Lord, as well as those we now name in our own hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues. And if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state, in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who is serving in the Navy, Luke Shays, who is serving in the Marines, and David Hessman, who is deployed overseas, as well as their families who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated this week. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servants, Bob Steinberg, celebrating 82 years of life, and Helen Fritz, also celebrating 82 years of life. Especially for bestowing on them length of days in this present life, grant that they may always know your loving kindness. Abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of their birth be a celebration of life both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. God, we praise you as the God of all creation. You brought little McKenna, Suzanne Curl, into this world just 12 days ago. And now, through water and word, you have given her the promise of salvation, making her one of your own. We welcome her into our church family and look forward to watching her grow, not only physically, but spiritually as well. Give an extra measure of grace to both mom and dad as they begin this new chapter in their lives. Keep this new family safe and healthy. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, I offer up a prayer, a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally, nurture the love we have for you and each other. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The
1: Lord be with with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who ascended above the heavens and sitting at your right hand poured out on this day the promised Holy Spirit on his chosen disciples. For all this, the whole earth rejoices with exceeding joy. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sins and the strengthening of my faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, take eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
0: First Communion Hymn is Praise the Almighty, Hymn 797, Hymn 797.
1: Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us to the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless with the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with His favor and give you His peace.
0: closing hymn is go my children with my blessing hymn 922 stanzas 1 through 4 hymn 922 stanzas 1 through 4
1: And just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, on Saturday, August the 3rd, uh, which is this coming Saturday, uh, St. John's Lutheran Church, our sister congregation in Monet, is going to be having a celebration for their 100 years of being in organized fellowship. That is this coming Saturday, August the 3rd, from 6 to 8 p.m. They will be at the at the Monette Historic Museum. And uh, Pastor Cannell wanted me to make sure that I... Uh, made that, uh, that that I made that announcement, and I was happy to do it, and to make sure that all of you are invited to attend that. There is, um, if you didn't re- remember quite what the date was, if you look, if you go outside in the narthex on the cork board that's on the right-hand side there, there is a flyer for, it and it's got the date and the time and the location on it. A short prayer session is going to be in the chapel after service today for anyone who would uh, like to join in. You may submit your prayer request for prayer prior to the service. Uh, please contact Philip or Debbie Trokey, or there will be a jar outside of the chapel where you can leave your prayer request at any time. The LWML Salad Supper will be held Thursday, August 1st at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. All ladies of the congregation are invited, pre a salad, and plan to attend. The quarterly in-gathering of food for the needy will be held today and on the 28th. If you know a family in need, please contact the church office or the Board of Evangelism. And the Trinity Choir will begin rehearsals for the coming choir season starting August 7th at 6.30. We meet every first and third Wednesdays of the month, so come and join the fun. New members are always welcome. And then there will be, uh, immediately after church today, a potluck dinner. woohoo! And a voters meeting. uh, After church today in the Fellowship Hall, all are invited to attend the potluck, and we hope that you will join us there. Uh, As I have, have just gotten back from a trip, I'm leaving on another one on Wednesday, um, and so uh, I will be uh, uh, gone from Wednesday until the following Monday. Uh, my dad will be here to fill in for me, as he was last, last week, um, and all of the pastoral care concerns, please contact the, the church office, and either uh, Pastor Lampy or my father will, will be able to uh, take care of those pastoral concerns. Uh, that's all the, oh, and we need to uh, pray for our meal that is coming up. Let's pray the common table prayer together. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.
0: It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistat, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service. We invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.